Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Neoliberal Round Podcast. Today, we discuss what's wrong with Philadelphia. In fact, you could, we could, we could have a blank instead of having a Phil- instead of saying Philadelphia. The question could be, what's wrong with the world? What's wrong with American cities? And not just American cities. What's wrong with cities in the world? What's wrong with London in the UK? What's wrong with Kingston, Jamaica? What's wrong with Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? What's wrong with Chicago? What's wrong with uh, Toronto? Cities in the world. And today, this podcast is particularly important because we interviewed or we two men who happen to be professionals working in Philadelphia. And um, one of which, Mr. Maurice Smith, who is a graduate of the... In, um, uh, of IUP and um, who currently works as a professional in and in Philadelphia and the other gentleman lives in Philadelphia but he's from Delaware worked as a military man as a sergeant in the army and um, uh, but and currently is working in New Jersey um, and these both of these students uh, both of these individuals are uh, they are men they're males they graduated with their master's degrees they work as professionals, they are um, between their they're somewhere in their thirties and their forties, and I had a discussion with them about um, about Philadelphia. What's wrong with Philadelphia? Was the question, and I actually asked other individuals that quest that question, which I summarized in the presentation. But it's a very powerful presentation, a very a very powerful podcast, today. because some of the issues that that these men talk about is really deep. We talk about the social decay in society. We talk about the lack of family and supervision, which means that there is no guidance in people in these young young people's lives. We talk about the issue of poverty, fallen median incomes. We talk about lack of opportunities, and we talk about anger—the anger that many of these um, people have—and and that's been and they're taking it out in society. We talk about how there, there is hardly any. We can't have real solutions and fix the problem because the issues in our society are politicized. We talk about the, the politicization the politization of issues because we also talked about the election that's coming up, the midterm elections coming up, the elections in Philadelphia and across cities, um, the midterm elections and so on. And one of the issues we talked about, um, I asked one of the one of the, the gentlemen I interviewed, the first interview is 17 minutes. The, 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 it's not really interview, the conversation, the discussion. It's really powerful. The second one was for seven, six to seven minutes. But the second discussion I asked about, um, I want to find out how well people know their political leaders. And, the, and this particular individual knew his political leaders. Um, but, we, but we talk about the politicization of issues. We talk about poor educational preparation and lack of critical thinking. The first interview, the one with Maurice Smith, um, who is also a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity, and um uh, and uh, and a senior member and uh, professional at the PHM at PHMC, but uh, one of the things he talks about, um, he said that he wasn't he did not feel prepared to take college courses. He does he did not feel as though he was ready that the high school that he went to, and throughout high school prepared him to go to college. Because when he got to college, some of the courses, when he was supposed to do some of the courses that were supposed to prepare him for college, he couldn't do it. He, and, you know, and he was 
light years behind, or so to speak. He was just not ready. He couldn't. He, he just the transition and the adjustment stems from that lack. And so, so this particular um, podcast is really powerful, and I'm looking forward to you to hearing you guys talk about the podcast. We'll be right back after these messages, and when we come back, you'll hear the two gentlemen, uh, one for 17 minutes and the other seven um, seven minutes. And just so you know, share the show with your friends. And if you have any ideas and if you have any comments or feedback or you want comments about some of the very same things that we're discussing, please send it to us. And if you'd like to come on the show and have short comments and discussions, this show is open to you. Continue to follow us at the Neoliberal Round podcast at HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm slash the neoliberal slash support. And visit us at RonaldoCMcKenzie.com and TheNeoLiberal.com. So I was talking to somebody about Philadelphia some time ago, a 24-year-old young man. And I think I, I, I said this to, uh, in the interview with David Fair because he's the deputy chief at Turning Point for Children and I and we talked about Philadelphia and um but I had a a, a, a young man and I um I had a conversation with a young man abruptly I, who I saw on the street he said what do you think is wrong with Philadelphia and he said I don't know I mean violence so after <laughs> no, no that's fine I know but this is this is good though. I like it this is fine this is okay uh, but this is no. You can have those conversations. But no. But for real though, that I mean, the young man said to me, the va- gun violence in Philadelphia, and that seemed to be the problem everywhere. And um, and you it's were not saying, just gun violence. What, what, you, what you have to say? What, what do you think? What are the, some of the other problems? But for him, it's I violence. I think it's lack of opportunity, and I think that people are just lazy. I think they don't want to work. They want everything to come easy, and um, that's not how the world works. You know, things you have to work hard for things that you want to achieve and get in life. And people yeah. just want the easy way out. They want to rob, steal, and kill. What do you attribute to this? Well, I mean, <laughs> Ronaldo, stop. Oh my God! No, but what do you attribute to it, though? Okay, I'm not recording. I, I it's paused. But what do you attribute to this, though? A lack of parenting, a lack of self-discipline, and a lack of yeah, but lack of parental supervision, a lack mm. of people. Older individuals in these kids' lives who really just who care, who care enough to show them the right way, who care enough to lead them in the right directions. Right? You know, wow, I, wow. Really need that. You know, I mean, although you're and then they need opportunities too. Yeah. You know what I mean? They need opportunities to be able to make money, to be able to explore and do things of their of their interest. You know, they take away music programs in yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take away gyms in school. They take away right, everything right. fun and you know physically you know physically challenging to the child you know yeah. what i mean they take these things away because they say there's no funding <laughs> you know david fair said that in the 1980s at first the federal government was not as involved <laughs> was not and that was powerful the federal government was not as involved in funding i mean in they didn't have any money they, said they didn't have any money so they didn't contribute towards funding um, this HIV awareness and trying to develop treatment especially for black and brown people who they never had an agency um, but it's quite interesting that you that you know that full circle this is um, 20 
22, you talk about what's wrong with Philadelphia, there's gun violence, but you're also saying there's lack of opportunity, um, which could be the reason for the gun violence. Right, that's true, but then then people don't want to work because then they work, and what do they make, $7 an hour, $10 an hour. So 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 they they rather rob, kill, and steal. So you are actually, you are even going, pushing the bar, you're explaining you're giving reasons, and you're saying that one of the reasons. Right. It's, yeah, because you're. Saying, I contradicted myself. <laughs> no, no, but that's thinking. No, that's critical thinking. You make a point, but then you push it to its logical end. This is great. This is how you think. But then again, I still don't think that's a good excuse. Well, you yeah, it's not. not you should it's not, not rob, steal, and kill. Right, because you people. What you know, people work hard for. The but what usually, that they have. but what usually mitigates or minimizes this, is the conscience. People who have conscience. They don't go to church and they don't consider the thing the soft things the things people just listen to so you know you talk about well but they should still not they should they don't they don't have to kill why they have to you know they can still work and so on fine but you talk about having a conscience having this kind of you know and we talk about social behavior but the thing i want to get to the youth opportunity lack of opportunity but you also said lack of work or they don't want to work this willingness to work and of course they don't want to work because they don't want to work pittance which you is, know, it's hard for people to take you orders know? from a young these young people. They weren't raised to, you yeah. know, follow instruction, and, or maybe they can't follow instruction. Maybe they can't read. Maybe they can't write. But you expl- But you, you know what you said about the reason for that? You gave one ultimate reason with the thread, which which goes back to the twenty four year year old young man who I spoke with some time ago. He said the same thing. Mm-hmm. He said there's gun violence, but I said, what do you think is? Why, what do you think is causing this kind of flare-up in gun violence and so on and so for this kind of, you know, increase and so on, spike? And you you alluded to what he said and I didn't even tell you what he said. Because you said lack of opportunity, no opportunities available. And if there are opportunities, they're not paying them enough and so they don't want to work. But you also said that uh, but that should, should not be a reason for them to want to commit, to, to kill. But, and I say to you, then there is the conscience now. The conscience would be would step in to help to develop and prevent people from doing it. But people aren't even going to church anymore. Yeah. You know, people aren't even uh, or spiritual stuff or you know inspiring stuff. People don't have time for that. You know, especially the young people today. Oh my God, they are even more far removed from religion and issues of the ultimate things that and 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 things that help to. To, to, to develop one's conscience and so to speak but of course there are other, you don't have to be religious to develop your, to develop your conscience you can you know you, there are other ways that you can you know find that inner connection with that which is beyond and that which is ultimate How? but you know some people committed spirituality and committed culture I did a podcast on that some time ago with helping people to try to find their true purpose in life there you know there are uh, people practice yoga you know, mm. people get involved in 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 in. Yoga is actually kind of difficult. <laughs> I did it one time with Brandon Brown. I, we did it, yes, oh, when oh. we played, yes. Oh, yes. And I I did the show and then did I I got I was sick for two weeks after oh, that. Oh my god! So that's that. I won't find that, peace yeah. there. From people like for some people, it's helping others. You know, talking to others, discovering. You know, you know, there are many ways that people can connect with you know with self and so on. But um. But that's not what this podcast is about. So I'm not prepared to talk about that right now. But the young, but I want to tell you what the young man said. The young man said, when I asked him the question, what, what's the reason for that? He said, people are angry. But he said, that's people. An excuse. No, but wait, wait, I'm not finished. People are angry, 
and they just this young man he said and young woman they just have the young have this anger bottled up in them and he said many of them come from the foster care system or come from homes that don't have parents that's what he said he said but so he is talking about in a sense he he still but he still is he still points to the fact that the issue of parenting and supervision the lack of that and guess what you point to that as well yeah oh but i mean my, my know, parents were really involved in my life yeah, my yes. parents wouldn't have allowed me i, I would have gotten in a lot of trouble yes you yes. know what i mean if i was to do some of these things but then again i don't know maybe some of these parents are scared of their kids or maybe some of these parents encourage these because you know some of these parents are young and their mindsets aren't really de- fully developed themselves because they had a lack of discipline and a lack of parental supervision themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, so it just filters yeah, down yeah. generation after generation yeah, after generation. generation yeah. And perhaps in some cases, maybe these parents are encouraging them. Encouraging I have this one. Them. Yeah, I have this one case. So, oh, boy, I'm just saying everything. Like, because I have this, I'm thinking now that you're opening up more things. I have this one case that um, I work with where the mom encourages the son to go out and, you know, be productive because he makes money for the family. Uh, so, yes, yes, yes. And you know, what, do you, and that what, do you, have, what do you do in cases like that? Yeah. <laughs> Probably you say lack of opportunity. And people granted, are, he's not very good at it because he's constantly getting arrested. <laughs> people so are being people are forced to do things in order to live a particular life because they you know, you know you what you have said is a conundrum. What you have said is so complex. So these are complex issues and they're all tied. And that's why I said to you the problem of society is multifaceted, and we have to. Be, take a multifaceted approach one that is real one that don't blame guns like i said people are having spending all this money creating gun reform policies when they should be spending a lot of time dealing with the social decay dealing with the parental lack dealing how you know how how do you deal with the social decay first of all we have to deal with the issue of poverty right and fallen median incomes Okay, we have to deal with the issue How of. Though? We have to deal with the issue do of work. You pay African Americans reparations like you did the Jews. Is that <laughs> how you deal with it? How do you deal with the issue of poverty? That's a huge. You deal with poverty, it. and so many different umbrellas fall under poverty. There's homelessness. Yeah. There's drug addiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? There. There has to be society. Society have to invest more of their funding. But society has invested a lot. No, of but money. it's you know still. It's, programs there are? No, but it's still not enough because uh. we're talking about. We have to make these people. So when do you start holding the people responsible? No, but you have to give them good education. Yes, you know, I interviewed Dr. Andre Isaacs and he said, edu- the problem of this, he said, I said, tell me, you come from jungle, you grew up in poverty. How is it that you now are a, po- a, 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 a chemist and a professor who is developing structures and, and drugs to make them better for pharmacies and so on and so forth? How, what was it? He said education. And he said, but you know what? Education is not cheap. And I had one little opportunity and I got here. And, and that's what John Castro said. But opportunity, we don't have a multiplicity of opportunities. So one or two people get opportunities. Okay? We get opportunities. But he said, you know what? Education, education is not cheap. And that's the problem of society. So one other thing you have to look at is look, like, at, look at education. They're privatizing education. In fact, right now people are... It's privatized. They're privatizing education. People want to more now make education private with all these charter schools and so on. nobody wants to send their kids to public school anymore right. because first of all i mean the and they used to provide after school pro funding for after school programs and so on and so forth you know you've the kids uh, that's what's lacking 
you know it's it's you have to invest in their you have to look at poverty is multifaceted part of it so we have to look at people's ed- the educational issue the issue the educational piece okay and help uh, critical thinking people don't even have critical thinking you know what dr andre said to me the reason why people are suspicious of the science behind covid and so on and so forth is because people because people lack science literacy he said we, communication is important in science the edu- science education and especially in african-american communities <laughs> science education is diluted and if they do uh, engage in those careers it's through medicine yeah you what you speak to is you know i have a little i have a little bit of experience um uh, yes. What you speak to, and that um, is, and by the way, yes, and we're talking with a specialist here, guys. Oh. Someone who is anthropologically involved in helping people. So you speak to sciences and you know yes. different careers that lead people out of poverty and everything. And you know, um, why I am a social work, you know, specialist or whatever you want to call it. Not specialist, but I, that's my profession. Um, it's what I went to school for. It's what I excelled in. Mm-hmm. Um, this was not my first um, choice for my major in college. You know, my first choice was a, a degree that I would come out and make a substantial amount of money. You know, yes. you don't do social services. There's no money <laughs> in social services. And just so you know, uh, uh, Mr. Maurice Smith, extraordinary, is my fraternity brother here, line brother. And he is a specialist, very experienced, and he's a graduate of, you know, the HBCU. It's not a HBCU. What is that you were? You did not? I graduated from Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Okay, yes. It's not an HBCU. And he did, and you did a master's. Yes, yes, and I have a master's from Springfield College in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, so you have two masters. No. Well, you have a, what was your master's in? Um, uh, Organizational leadership and management. Okay, and your bachelor's? Sociology. Okay, and you have worked how many years in um, dealing with behavioral health and child youth and, you know, this guy has worked years working to uplift people's lives. So you have experience and you have a background and you can actually speak on the topics dealing with issues of parenting, issues that are going on in communities, work with um, population that's below the poverty line and the middle of the poverty line and... But back to my point, yes. um, but social you services point, yeah. was not my first um, my first choice yeah. uh, for my major in college. It was actually management information systems, mm-hmm. which deals uh, a lot with computers and computer programming and you know all everything in that area of computers. Um, but the math that you had to take to um, that was required to be a major and that you know department was extensive and um i just did not have the prior knowledge you know from my public school upbringing to be able to successfully complete the program so that's when i left and i went to social services but i took a significant salary you know cut when i did that like when i decided to make that move because there is no money in social services which you know then again leads back to our original point and actually um the next in, we're going to have a program with Hopefully, I, I want to speak with a number of social workers, actually, um, yourself included, and um, or, uh, people who are involved in this, um, social work or social 
or case management or behavioral health and so on and so forth those kind of services um and you have worked at various levels and of course mr david fair who is deputy chief at tp4c who has years of experience also working in child youth and family services and working in vulnerable community and among vulnerable populations or people that are dealing with certain issues in their lives and parenting and so on and so forth homelessness the young people and you know young i mean you've worked with populations and you've seen how they have changed over time how people are changing or every you know people are changing over time and the needs are becoming greater yeah the issues are becoming much more magnified especially with digital technology and so on and so forth and we're living in a global world so those, those are some of the issues that um, we have to contend with so um so how what do you think we need to begin to so but of course we talked about education yes we talked about of but you mentioned something that's very important and um who spoke uh, who is it that spoke about that um dr isaacs um spoke about that in the interview i did two days ago when we talked about life science and breakthrough we talked about education but we, he said so i asked the question what is your ticket out of poverty education okay yet education is not cheap and that's a problem for society you just mentioned education just now you said that you weren't equipped to complete a particular program when you get to the collegiate level because of because what because doing in the in, at the secondary level you weren't provided with the kind of skills and or the necessary knowledge to be able to take some of those college courses so the education piece and you went to a public school yes yeah mm. so you so when we talk about i said there we go again education <laughs> education and how we teach you know how we teach i always say for me it's critical thinking people are being i said you know people we need to develop people's critical thinking skills we shouldn't let people we shouldn't be thinking for people we should be developing critical thinking which is part of education again there's so much there's so much to this still there's so much to decipher here this is the neoliberal podcast That was Mr. Maurice Smith. The next uh, discussion I'm having with uh, Mr. Randolph Travis. And that was for six to seven minutes. Here is Mr. Travis. Have you been following the, uh, the elections, the local elections in, in Philadelphia? You have been? Who uh, who do you think is gonna win? Who are the candidates? Who do you think gonna win? Um, Federman against uh, Oz and um, Federman against Oz. Yeah, and Shapiro against. Uh, I won. Well, I can't think of it. Who you wanna win? I want the Democrats to win. Across the board. Yes. You think they have a good chance? They're both up by ten points. Why you want Democrats to win? Why, want Demo- why do you want the Democrats to win? Because the Republican nominees are trying to take away voters' rights. Um, 
that's what they are saying. They want, they regardless who wins in future elections, they want to put who they want in. They're going to automatically just have who they want. So that's why I don't want the Republicans. Not that I wouldn't vote for Republicans, but their views and what I believe in and yeah. just talking about being in control of some women's body. No, that, what's next? What about Pennsylvania? What about um, Philadelphia and what's going on in terms of... In the- yeah, very local, local politics and stuff like that. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. What's going? What's wrong with What's wrong with Philadelphia? You know, but you know what's going on in Philadelphia. What's wrong with Philadelphia? The, the process of doing things is so tedious, and, and, and you can't get good people. And the pay sucks here. For one thing, I don't know what's going on with the government. <laughs> so you don't think it's an issue of crime? You don't think about crime and violence as the, the first crime, thing? Crime and violence, is, I don't care what administration you have, then, mm-hmm. that's a, 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 a systematic issue that you're going to have to deal with. And just it does, what party doesn't make that they're going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to stop crime. How? You're going to put in the wood. You're trying to say that, okay, you're going to start stop stopping press. So who are you helping? Well, everything, I mean, they politicize every every issue. I don't think the issue, the system, the, the issue of crime and violence, which crime and violence is not a systemic issue. Mm-hmm. It's It stems from issues. Of course, it stems from issues of human nature. If you read, if you read, if you read the scriptures, if you read biblical writings, you all you find some level of violence there. Human beings are driven by violence, it seems, because it's, I guess it's something in human nature, and that is why human nature. Well, this is they, the only that, that is why, why we hunt each other down and kill each other. Like well, that's why we there have always been this issue of developing the soft skills, developing one's conscience, developing one's thinking, developing those kind, but that is gone now, you know, inspirational music, it's gone through the, people don't listen to inspirational music now, anymore, but most people I've spoken to Philadelphia, they said the issue of crime and violence stems from the issue of parenting, for them it's lack of parenting, lack of supervision, one guy said it's the issue of foster care, a lot of young people grew up in the foster care system, and it's, and a lot of people grow, grow up with anger, and they take that anger outside, with a lot of anger, and they which are, which are, which stems from issues which are unresolved and they take that anger out on the society. Yes? I would agree with that. I mean, how, how is that a political issue? It's something that, it's something that this election is going to be considering. You think that, as, what, 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 what so are the political you, leaders supposed the way to be I'm doing? I'm going to look at it, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it from a macro, and in order to change those things, you have to put resources in. So when you have two people running, and you talk, and one talking about cut, cut, cuts, one talking about getting housing, affordable housing, and getting equal pay and stuff like that, that's the only way you can change that. If people don't see no option, no see change coming their way they don't care about nothing you have nothing to work for but you go generations of kids that they never seen their parents go to work i come from a generation i come from a family where both my parents went to work every damn day so i mean how many days do you ever hear me say i ain't go to work you know my sister lives in the uk and we had a conversation with her i had a con i was on the phone with her and my mom and she said that uh same thing is happening in all over the world you know it's just this issue of economic degradation but there's a social decay lack of parenting and supervision and it's not just here in the u.s it's just all over but and um and look at how kids are growing up now and um she she alluded to 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 the fact a destruction of of, of this family life and 
raising the kids. I would agree with that. You know, um, my mom's saying that. Well, it's because you can't discipline kids anymore because the kids are protected. I don't know if that's the issue. Yeah, I don't, I don't think know if that's the issue. Just, they have that's, no that's not the yeah. It's 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 beyond that. I, well, my sister, according to my sister who just turned fifty, she said that our generation and the generation before failed, have failed the ki- kids. We are responsible. We failed the kids. And we all we're doing now as a society. Is we politicize everything and we put, and those our political leaders lack vision. They are very myop, myopic. They're very short-sighted and they're very reactive. And that's why the deep issues in society won't fix. You know, for it to fix the issues of crime and violence and fix a lot of the issues that's going on in society, there's some of the things that requires a lot of work. It's not just voting in Democrats or Republican and they vote for an issue that lasts for two to five or six years. That doesn't resolve the issue. There are deep issues that this, in order for us to resolve, we have to get. The issues of parenting, yes. The, the, you know, the issue of socialization. And people are so hypersensitive. It's, you know, if you make a change, people are so hypersensitive towards that. I think these are some of the issues that we have to contend with in an election year. The issue of uh, inf- the issue of poverty, rising poverty, the issue of uh, low and median incomes. The I- okay, those kind of issues. Young people don't want to work anymore. Schools are putting out are not putting out professionals, but babies. <laughs> okay. There's so much issues that we have to deal with, and I say to you, we need to start moving beyond the issues of race. Thank you for listening to the Naval Baron podcast. Join us tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, today's actually... Today is Tuesday's podcast that we are recording Wednesday morning, very early. And then tomorrow, or later on today, which is today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, August 10th. But um, later on this evening, we will gonna, we are going to be interviewing um, the the bishop from the... from the church from a church in philadelphia talking about some of the work that they are doing to create change and to transform lives the the salvation temple baptist church bishop and we will be there and we will be having discussions and we will have the, the 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 that available for you and then of course we will be meeting um for those of us who don't know there is something major happening in the news serena williams indicated early um Early, well, yesterday, which was Tuesday, she seemed to be indicate, well, indicated that she may be retiring. Um, she Actually, I spoke with my twin brother earlier today, Ricardo McKenzie, who was on one, who will be on the show later this week, as promised. Um, Ricardo McKenzie, who will be on the show later this week. and um, one th- But he actually shared that piece of information with me, talking about Serena Williams, who indicated that Toronto was her... Toronto, that would be her last time in Toronto. The, the, 
that the tournament that she's entering or she's playing in or just playing in in Toronto, that was or would be her last. And so, that's an indication. That that's an indication. I think Ser- Venus Williams played. Serena played yesterday, and she did a very good job. And uh, and she won her match. A very tough match. Ser- Venus Williams will also will um, play later. Um, and I haven't got the news about that yet because I'm just just getting into the news. But we will get that information for you. But thank you for listening to the Neil LeBron podcast. I hope that you have a great day and that you continue to support our show at https semicolon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm slash the neoliberal slash support. And do send us your feedback, your comments, and follow us on Twitter, Ronaldo McKenzie, or the neoliberal corp. You can also uh, send us a feedback at the, the neoliberal corp at ronaldocmckenzie.com or ronaldocmckenzie at gmail.com. Give us a call at 267-317-9202. Walk good.